Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Brandon Elliott and uh, from Elliott Homes. And when we got off the air, we always had this opportunity to chat, you know, in between segments. And he's so articulate. And you can tell that he's had to tell the story many, many, many times. Repetition breeds excellence when you repeat something over and over again. He's, it's well-researched what he says. And I mean, he's facing a lot of challenges. Every business is facing challenges. Let's face it. Every, every business is facing some challenge or another. They always do in a normal situation. But then you add to that sort of ramping back up after the pandemic, and it's very, very challenging. But the home building industry in particular has a lot of challenges because getting lumber today, as he mentioned, the trades and you know, getting the, 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 the kind of people that he needs, carpenters and plumbers and all the people that it takes to build homes, um, there, there are challenges there, but they seem to be really doing well under the circumstances and they continue to build a lot of homes here in coastal Mississippi. As he mentioned near probably 2000 or so over the past few years, he built his first home in 2009. What a great story. And I really enjoy visiting with Brandon. I'm going to, going to shift gears now and talk to my friend, Kennedy Miazza from Martin Miazza's. And, uh, I want to welcome you to coast you, Kennedy. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. It's good to see you. Look, Southern Living Magazine recently, by the way, Southern Living Magazine, this iconic lifestyle Southern Magazine, what, what a great magazine. And, of course, they have websites now like most magazines have to these days. They listed your company and uh, Bart Miazza and the Hillier House in Ocean Springs as two of the best shops in the South. And one of the things I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of go do a little research. I, I, I wanted to look into the Hillier House and also wanted to look into Martin Miazza and see what people were saying about you guys. I wanted to understand why did the readers of Southern Living Magazine feel so strongly about, about you guys and the editors of that magazine as well. And what I discovered was that when people rate you, uh, Martin Miazza, your company, Martin Miazza, you've got a five-star rating on Google. And it's hard to get a five-star rating on Google. So uh, everyone who rates you gives you five stars. And then Hillier House has a five-star rating on TripAdvisor. And you think about where Hillier House is located right there in Ocean Springs. Uh, so many people coming in off of uh, I-10 and you know coming into in downtown Ocean Springs. So they, they see not only the locals, but they see people from out of town. To get a five-star rating on TripAdvisor, that's just really outstanding. Yeah. We have so many great shops here in coastal Mississippi, and, and I talk about this, uh, Kennedy, all the time, but it's a small business of coastal Mississippi that makes this place tick, and I'm going to spend more time talking about the value of Shop Local. But when you hear me say that Martin Miazza has stood, the, the, the company Martin Miazza has stood the test of time, that is real, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, to think that, you know, my parents started the store in 1966, truly, with absolutely um, no previous history with any type of gift shop. They just knew what they liked. 
They had traveled extensively. My, my dad took his GI Bill and they lived in Paris for a year. Then after that, they lived in Washington. Um, they loved Williamsburg. They loved just so many different types of things. Then they had me and didn't really want me to grow up in that area. They wanted to come back to their roots, back to Mississippi. And when they called, my my mother's father was a contractor. And my mom called and said, we're thinking we'd like to open a shop. Can you look and see if you can find any sort of property on Pass Road? Because of course, then Pass Road was what it was all about. And they, my grandparents, thought my parents had lost their minds, truly <laughs> thought, they, thought they'd gone crazy to think they could do a shop. And my grandfather said, well, I found uh, an old house on Pass Road and I think we'll have to tear it down and build something if you want to do it. And my dad said, absolutely not. We will never be able to afford something as attractive as a little house on Pass Road. And that's how it started. It's a great start, and you know, a lot of a lot of people could go do the traveling that that your parents did, but still not have an eye for. I don't want to say peculiar, but special, unique kinds of things. They just had a, a Mark Miazzo over so many years has had this this eye for what people want. These special kinds of gifts. I remember I'd mentioned to to, to uh, this to you off, off the uh, you know during the break. But, you know, Roland Weeks, my predecessor, had, had been uh, so focused on always doing special gifts for you know, it, whether it be corporate, corporate guests that we would have in town or whatever the special occasions were. But he was a big believer, still is, obviously, in Martin Miazza. And, uh, and as a result, I became a big believer in Martin Miazza. But you had this, gosh, this, they, they built into to your company this ability to just kind of know. So they, they had an eye for it, didn't they? Oh, definitely. I mean, both of my parents had a great eye, but my dad really, really um, was just, he was able to find the most unique things always, you know, and he could take something and, and make it special. Even if you didn't think it was special the first time you saw it, you realized it was. So they um, they were really one of a kind. They were. So you spent some time in New York. Yes, I um, I was a theater major in school and got a BFA and then studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse and lived there for six years and loved every single minute of it. you got to be excited, though. You, I mean, you've, you've starred in so many wonderful plays over the many years. Um, you've been a, you've you've won awards. Um, but the last of the red hot lovers is coming to center stage in June. You're finally back in business. You gotta be excited about that. Yes. Oh my gosh, we were supposed to do this play last April. Then of course the pandemic hit. Everybody said, Oh, are you gonna learn your lines? Are you gonna do all this? No, I couldn't learn lines while there was a pandemic going on. Um, so now we are back in business. And Shorty Sneed is the lead. I know you know Shorty, and he is fabulous in it. It is a Neil Simon comedy. And um, I really can't think of anything better than to have my um, sort of getting back into the theater after all of this year of craziness, being on stage with Shorty Sneed is very special. Yeah, Shorty's a dear friend, and uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. 
And uh, the the first time we visited, we we talked told his whole story, and you know the story of his daughter's untimely death and his son's success successes and his passion for insurance and the role that he played after Katrina. But man, more than anything, in terms of his community involvement, was his involvement and impact on the on center stage and just just acting in coastal Mississippi. Man, I can't overstate his influence, can I? Uh, no, you cannot. He is such um, such a huge force in, in life in general. But at center stage, he has helped them with so many things, things you don't even know about. Not only, you know, um, uh, a, a good ear, uh, help with insurance, um, monetary support when is needed. And of course, his talent up on stage, and he brings them in for sure. I mean, everybody wants to see Shorty up on that stage. Yeah, I still think, you know, he, he may, not, may, may not think this, but I still think that Shorty, we'll see Shorty on the big screen one day. It's just, he's got such, he's just, he's so good at it. And yeah. one of the funny, one of the funnest times I had with him was talking about his days of working with, uh, with, with Boyce Holloman. And, um, you know, and, and he just had, you know, Shorty can entertain you for hours telling stories, but the stories he tells about his, uh, his exploits with Boyce Holloman are just hilarious, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've laughed about, you know, on stage, there's often that moment where you think you know your lines, but you just, you just have a second where you're like, oh, I'm not so sure. So he used to talk about Boyce, you know, getting up there and just kind of turning to you and saying, so what do you think? <laughs> you know, like just sort of throwing it back on you. And so we've laughed saying with this play because it's lots of one liners. And I said, well, I may just have to turn to you, his character's name, Barney, and say, what do you think, Barney? <laughs> See what he comes up with. He'd come up with something. <laughs> so, you know, there, for fans of Emily Dickinson, speaking of learning lines, man, the Bell of Amherst, you know, it's a one woman show. Yeah, that's that's biting off a lot to chew right there, isn't it? It's some serious business. I uh, first time I did Bell of Amherst, I was 17. It was given to me as my uh, senior project in high school. And then it's just served me so well throughout. I mean, I'm 56 now throughout my life. I have done the play numerous times. Um, and as you said, I mean, I've won awards with it. It's it's a it's a tour de force. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful play. I do want to do it one more time, one more time. And I'm hoping to do it at center stage. My guess is you'll get to do it more than one, one other time. You you won the Best Actress Award for the performance and for, for, from uh, the Southeastern Theater. And then, you know, Steel Magnolias, Cannon, Cat on the Hot Ten Roof, Streetcar Named Desire. Um, wow, so much, so much to look back on. But when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Kennedy Miazza, sort of the the force behind Martin Miazza's these days, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about about her company. We'll be back after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I am so pleased to have Kennedy Miazza with me. Most people know her through her company, Martin Miazza Gifts. And uh, we were talking about her acting. She went to New York. She, 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 she really enjoys acting. She's done so many different kinds of things. And um, I was mentioning to her during the break that one of the things I enjoyed about college was my literature classes. I just loved literature. I loved, I loved Shakespeare. I really fell in love with Tennessee Williams. What, he was a special playwright, wasn't he? Absolutely. There is something about just the eloquence of those passages in the play. I mean, the monologues. I don't think really anyone writes a monologue like Tennessee Williams. They are all, they're just moving, funny, deep, soulful. I um, I definitely love, love performing Tennessee Williams. Yeah, there's something interesting about a playwright as opposed to someone who writes a book and then it's sort of converted to a play. When they think in that frame, they're thinking about sort of the emotional connection that the actors are going to have with one another. It just brings a whole another element to it, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, and, you know, I've done some Shakespeare. Um, and I don't know. There's something about Tennessee Williams. Um, it's just it's moving to me even more so than Shakespeare. I mean, in college, I played Hamlet, yeah. um, which was a, that's a tour de force, um, but really to be able to play Blanche and Maggie and Alma and Summer and Smoke, those are the those are the real. That's the bomb for me. <laughs> yeah, that streetcar named Desire and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Let's let's shift gears now. It's really cool that you have continued to contribute. I look forward to seeing Last of the Red Hot Lovers uh, with uh, with Shorty and others at Center Stage, June seventeenth through June twenty seventh. I might add. What, yes. I mean, it's literally a coming out party again for uh, Center Stage in, uh, in coastal Mississippi. But let's shift gears for a second. My read on your situation, we chatted a little bit about this during the break, but in the beginning, daunting, daunting for a company like yours to see the pandemic and to see the impact it could potentially have on your business, unbelievably daunting. But as I've said so many times here on Coast View, we have in our DNA a very significant resilience. To some extent, that's a competitive advantage over just about every other community in the United States. We have been here before. We say, okay, what's the situation? Let's go, let's go tackle it. My read on you is you, you tackled it. You understood what it was like to do business during the pandemic. And then you sort of settled in. Is that basically a good summary of where you are? Absolutely. I mean, when we realized what was really happening and I let my girls go. I mean, I just said, I'm going to have to do this by myself. And we were, of course, really closed, but I delivered things. I met people out at their cars. Nothing was too much trouble. I forwarded all the phone calls to my cell phone. Um, you know, we have our customers. I'm not saying we don't have somewhat of a tourist business, but unlike Hillier House, so yeah. lucky over in Ocean Springs to be on that main drag, we are a destination. So, so people, people really, um, 
you know, have come to us for a long time. So they felt comfortable calling me saying, I need a special gift. I would take it to their house, leave it at their door, um, you know, all sanitized. It was, those just crazy, crazy times. I was impressed. I, I was impressed, you know, just so again, just, just studying the evolution of your business. But you think about um, the way you did registries for, for weddings and, I mean, you just, you poured your heart and soul into giving the kind of personal service, but see, you know what, you know what, this is the reality, Kennedy, when you own a small business, you have to be doing, you have to do those things. You have to say, okay, I don't have an option to just like close my door. If I want, oh. if I want Martin Miazza to truly stand the test of time, I got to find a way to operate. Absolutely. No, there's no option, no fallback position. I'm not going to let the store, you know, go down under my watch. <laughs> it's my parents, my parents are looking down on me and I'm not going to disappoint them ever. So no, there's, there was no other choice. I was determined to make it work. If I'd had to work alone all year, I would have done it, you know? So when you, okay, but see, here's the interesting point. You started running excuse me, Mark Miazza's in 1991, 1991. Mm -hmm. And um, you've been through all these terrible natural disasters and everything we've had to face since. And you're still here smiling and passionate about your business. What keeps you going? Well, for one thing, I love dealing with the community. That is just such a special thing to have this store to be given, to be given the gift from my parents of this beautiful store, to be able to work with women that I adore. I mean, I haven't said that yet in this interview, but I am lucky to have the most fabulous group of ladies that work at the store with me. I, while I've been rehearsing on this show, um, I haven't been at work very much, but I know it's in such good hands because they all are, are just like how I would do it myself. Um, Building a strong team is the key to success, yep. and I know you've done that well at Martin Miazza. In the short time we have left, I want to read a com uh, a, a quote from Anna Lapp. I shared this yesterday, L-A-P-P-E, and it says this, every time you spend money, you're casting a vote for the kind of world you want. And I, I read it around this sort of need to remind people that shopping local is, is critical. Closing thought about that? Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, when I hear people talk about shopping on the Internet or through Amazon or anything like that, I'm like, that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, please, please do not forget about your local stores. We are here. We pay our taxes. We want to be there for you. So continue to try to find things in your local stores that you need. It's about creating jobs, keeping the money local, investing in entrepreneurship, nurturing a sense of community, and so on and so on and so on. I cannot say how important local businesses are to the economy of Coastal Mississippi. Kendra Miazza, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate thank, it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.